for the review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. After further review, just got done listening to David's NFC South preview. Now, we go to baseball trades, winners and losers, as the baseball trade deadline was on July 31st. Now, some teams are uh, looking forward to the playoffs, and some teams are just looking forward to the end of the season, especially like the Detroit Tigers. (laughs) But some other teams made some deal especially local Cleveland Indian uh, team I guess you could call them local because some people like the Indians here in Toledo and they traded uh, Trevor Bauer and and got something for them but we'll ask David were they part of the winners or were they losers in the trade deadline David go ahead well we'll just stick kind of with the local teams and I think for me the Tigers have to be a loser you really don't get a whole lot for your two or your three bigger kind of acquisitions where you can expect a payload for in terms of prospects and cash coming back. Even Nick Catalano is going to your Cubs, Derek. I kind of was curious in terms of why the Tigers would do that, especially if you're getting back minor league players. Kind of, We know Frank likes to rant about kind of, are you going to try to win now? Or are you going to try to save up for the future? I kind of feel like you probably could have gotten more for Nick Catalano, but Tough out the Cubs. I think the Reds are a big winner. I think adding a pitcher like Trevor Bauer have, can increase your rotation infinitely, even at the expense of losing a guy like Scourge and that loses some other positional players. And I think for the Indians, you get a solid hitter in Yasiel Week. You're not getting too much from him. You get a couple more minor league players and some other kind of Quad depth guys from San Diego in that same trade. And I think the Indians are looking like, hey, we need to get rid of Trevor Bauer, especially after what happened with that throw in the baseball over the center fence. And you kind of sure up your team heading into a postseason, knowing that kind of you have some solid pitching still in rotation. You get another big bat Yasu all week. And if you can move forward here, you have you have solid players in your minor league system. And so you can definitely call off some pitching. And hopefully some of the pitching that has been injured or kind of coming back on the injured list right now, you can make some noise in the postseason. In terms of other winners and losers, I think the big winner for me is Houston. You kind of get Zach Greinke. Yes, you get rid of a bunch of players within your minor league system, but you still hang on to your top pitching prospect. And so along those same lines, you kind of share up your bullpen as well from the trade with Toronto. I wouldn't be surprised if Houston is now the clear-cut betting line favorite to come out of the American League. 
I think there are a lot of people that said, yeah, Houston is reliable. Kind of, we know they're going to go to the playoffs just because of the division that they're in. But if you have a top rotation of Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, and now Zach Greinke, like that's a strong one, two, three heading into any postseason series. Fair. Another big winner for me, the Atlanta Braves. They really sure up their bullpen, which was a major issue in previous postseasons. And then kind of knowing where they are at already offensively, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta is a betting favorite to come out of the National League, knowing that they're kind of now, I don't want to say heads and clear up in the NL East, but it's them and then there's a significant space growing between them and the Washington Nationals. I think for me, the losers are the New York Yankees. So you, you think have the all Lake, this money you that we know that we have. So the Yankees are losers and Detroit are losers. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I say the New York Yankees because, yes, you don't want to get rid of some of your prospects, but if you know that you have a weakness in terms of your pitching, why not just try to splash the cast? Why not just take a short-term gamble, similar to what the Reds did, to kind of bring in Trevor Bauer and kind of the Indians getting a short-term run with Yasiel Puig. Like, just take a gamble. Worst-case scenario, it doesn't work out, and you can kind of figure out what you're going to do in the offseason. Best-case scenario, you make a deep postseason run, and you kind of try to put a Band-Aid on that gap that's been closing between you and Boston. And I think for me, kind of, there were a couple – there weren't like a huge pitchers out there, but you could have gotten at least one or two solid rotation guys, especially thinking that in the past couple of starts, Tanaka has been, you know, god awful. And so it would have been nice to bring in someone to move Tanaka either down to the bullpen or down to AAA for, you know, a start or two just to get his mind right. And I, and I think another loser of the New York Mets. We're going to stay in New York. Like, you you want them to, and they kind of been preaching about, okay, we want to get rid of Syndergaard. We want to get rid of all these big money prospects so we can kind of sure up their farm system. We want to try to get better. We want to try to get younger. Then you try to trade for, a, I don't want to say a questionable pitcher, but did you really need Marcus Stroman right now? then you kind of get rid of some of your high-value prospects in your farm system. So you're not really going to win now. You're hindering yourself in terms of winning later. You have a lot of these older kind of veteran players that have been in your farm system that you've now caught up. Like, where are you going? Because you're not going to catch the map. You're not going to catch the Braves, excuse me. You're not going to catch the Nationals. Like so, where, where are you trying to go in terms of moving forward for the map? And so it's just kind of questionable what the Mets are doing. But to the map, we know that they're going to do Mets kinds of thing. <laughs> but hey, I mean the Mets—you never know. They, they weren't. They were just in the World Series about what four years ago. I think so. Two in twenty fifteen. Yeah, because the Cubs won the next year, and the and the Mets, I believe, were the ones that knocked the Cubs out in the NLCS that year. 
Yeah, so it doesn't seem like it's been that far. It seems like it's been like an eternity. I know. But yeah, I mean, in baseball, five years is an eternity for a lot of people. But yeah, I, I'm curious to what both New York teams are doing, knowing that the Mets are further back behind the pack, knowing that the Yankees had such a big lead at the beginning of July, and now kind of they're actually in a race with the Red Sox. It's curious kind of how both of those teams knew what they had to do, but neither of them kind of pulled the trigger. And I think that's going to be a difference come, you know, end of September into October. Mm-hmm. The teams that like to take those big gambles, look at the Red Sox last year. If you take a gamble, you can get rewarded for it, but you have to take the gamble for it. And I think Houston, in particular this trade deadline, they took the gamble with Jack Kinky. Wow, that's a like I said. So, do you think do you think trade deadlines for baseball actually make an input or impact? You know, in certain sports, NHL has midseason trade deadlines. So does uh, uh, basketball, football, not really. And a lot of times, trades are almost meant to where they're more made when someone's being more of a problem to a team than whether or not to trade for assets or looking to the future. Uh, do you really think this was an impactful trade deadline? I do, and kind of looking at the teams that are competing for those playoff spots or kind of getting into October, you know, like a team like Washington, who I didn't mention in my winners and losers, but they address a huge need in terms of overhauling their bullpen, knowing that in the past couple of postseasons that's been an issue for them. You look at a team like Houston that is trying to get back to the top of the mountain. You look at a team in the like Atlanta who's trying to get back kind of make that next leap to being in the NLCS, to getting to the World Series potentially. And so there are a lot of these teams that are at the top. They're trying to kind of get better, get more depth, get more veteran players thinking about the offseason. And then there are a couple of teams that you can tell are trying to get cast. They're trying to get minor league players. They're trying to shore up their farm system. They're thinking about the long term. And so you think it seemed like the Pirates who are trying to get rid of now their big-money players, get some prospects, get some cash. You look at a team like the Marlins, who, who are kind of trading prospects for prospects and trying to build up their farm system again and address some of their need in terms of pitching. And so kind of – and really by July, you know if you're going to be either completely out of it or you're, you have a little sniff of the ring. And so for the teams that are completely out of it, they're trying to get minor leaguers, trying to think about next season, trying to think about the winter meeting. And if you're at the top of the mind, you're thinking about how far in October can we go. Mm-hmm. So do you have any predictions of possibly who could win the uh, World Series? Is it ever, I'll ask you this. The teams that made trade deadline moves, are they in the driver's seat to at least get to the championship series win a pennant, and maybe get to the World Series? Or is, were these trades just for not? I think, for me, Houston definitely is in the driver's seat in the American League. Just because, you know, in the playoffs, if you have three at the top of the rotation and they give you, you know, seven to eight innings each, you're winning any kind of series. Or you have at least that edge, at least in the ALCS. So I think Houston is in the driver's seat for me. 
I think in the National League, it's a little tougher because you have a team like the Braves making moves with both of their bullpen. But a lot of the players are still so young, and it's the adrenaline and the rush of this is all uncharted territory. Meanwhile, you have a team like the Dodgers, who is a lot of people's favorite to come out of the National League, and they really didn't make that big pop move. But you know what they have already. And so for them, they're like, hey, we're good. We can stand pat. We're already leaps and bounds ahead of the NL West. We know that we're going to be in the postseason. Now it's just a matter of kind of who can we bring up from our farm system to add another piece, add some more depth. And so for me, in the NL, I wouldn't be surprised if it said L.A. Dodgers versus Atlanta in the NLCS. I wouldn't be surprised if it's even L.A. versus Washington because they bolstered their bullpen. And, you know, if Bryce Trump, if Steven Strasburg can actually kind of get a little bit of that pop left that he has, you know, he can give you a good quality start. And so I think a lot of these teams, you kind of can see where they're going. But, yeah, I think it's a one-horse race right now in the AL, and I think Houston has kind of supplanted the New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, and you can probably say the Minnesota Twins coming out of the AL Central in terms of I think it's theirs to lose in the American League. Mm. Okay, well. That was a quick rundown for you for baseball. You know, I'm not really all into baseball. So thanks uh, once again, uh, David, with with that baseball report. Now we'll take another quick commercial break, and then we'll talk a little bit about the NBA, or sort of the NBA. You want to talk about basically um, why no one wants to play for Team USA, which I think is kind of odd. We've been having a lot of success ever since that debacle in 04, and now – players are kind of backing out of it even some of the i guess b b minus players and they're worried all about health now and i totally understand that the nba is a long season but before is this going to be a situation where usa loses in a in a though i think it's the world championships because next year is the actual olympics um is, is an embarrassment in in store for us where then people start to get pride again and play for us we'll, we'll talk about that also is lebron going a little too far i mean is he one of those aau dads david your little take on some stuff here or else also you're talking about oh you wanted to talk about carmelo anthony didn't you yeah kind of sort of he says a couple interesting things I want to get your thoughts on, namely, Melo to Chicago? Whew. Yeah, like five years ago. I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about that and more. This will be an interesting topic as we uh, get on out of here uh, for another good show. Probably go all the way up to about eh, 1 o'clock. So what we'll do is we'll take a quick commercial break. Oh, make sure you always, 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 always listen to us on iTunes or on SoundCloud. If you go to iTunes, make sure you give us five-star reviews so we can get circulated around with their podcasts. Frank Vashner had a a fiery podcast about people uh, basically disrespecting him on Twitter because of his his ideas or opinions or previews, as you want to say, about Ida football. I mean, the numbers ranked up there, and there was people even commenting 
on the uh, Facebook page a couple days later with our live uh, video as well. So that was pretty on fire. So make sure, like I said, you always check out our podcast on SoundCloud, WXGT After Further Review, or on iTunes, which I think is just After Further Review. But what's in common is they have the picture of Frank Baxter and the, the horse's head. When we return, talk a little NBA basketball on 88.3 WGT's After Further Review. Coming up next.